Welcome and thank you so very much for joining us on today's podcast of Making a Difference Through Mentorship, where we believe you make a difference one life at a time. Today is part three of the person of our personality. As a means and method for understanding the person in our personality, Paul instructs the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians 13 and 5 in the Revised Standard Version, examine yourself to see whether you are holding to the faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail to meet the test? No matter your age or my age or occupation, it seems like we will always be confronted with unexpected challenges or tests in life. You receive an audit notice from the IRS, a test of trust or lack of trust in the government. You misplace your keys, a test of patience. Your neighbor's blasting music so loud it's shaking your dishes in the kitchen, a test of community relations. You receive a mediocre performance review on your job, a test of believing in yourself and loyalty. It never ends. Although we cannot choose most of the tests we face in life, we can choose how we're going to face them. So Paul says, examine yourself to see whether you are holding to your faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? unless indeed you fail to meet the test. No matter the test that we face or encounter, Jesus as the person in our personality says to us today, as he said to the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, my grace is sufficient for you. As we shared in part one and two of this series, to get to the fruit of an orange or a banana or that which is on the inside, we have to first peel back what is on the outside to get to what is on the inside. So Paul says to the church at Corinth, peel back the outside of self, test yourself and find out if you really are true to the faith that we confess is on the inside. If we don't pass the test of holding to our faith, we could be pretenders and not believers. In other words, the person in our personality and your personality, my personality, no matter what the test, we ought to see Christ to ensure that the personality of Christ is on a page all by himself, where Jesus sits on the throne of our lives, displaying his character, his personality, having the preeminence, governing our lives in all things and at all times, which includes our thinking, our speech, conduct, and our behavior. We also talked about in part one and two of this series, the importance of understanding what Paul was teaching the church in 1 Corinthians 15 and 46 about first natural, then spiritual. To live successfully in this world, there must be a balance of the natural and the spiritual. We have been made in the image of likeness of God, and God made us spirit, soul, and body. Concerning the natural, the science of psychology provides us with an understanding of our temperament and our personality, or what makes us who we are. And there are three portions for us to always remember and consider, and that is our temperament, and our personality influences our behavior. Let me say that again. Our temperament and our personality influences our behavior. The science of psychology says that our temperament is the combination of mental or thinking, emotional, and physical traits of a person. 
It's inborn. It's just the way that we came into the world. And there's not much you can do about changing your particular temperament because we are who we are. For example, someone who is extroverted or introverted, that's how they were born. And that's not going to necessarily change. But it is an indication of the temperament simply with which they were born. Many of you are familiar with the Myers-Briggs assessment uh, tool. This self-assessment tool essentially categorizes us into four types based on where you are most comfortable. When taking the assessment, your scores may indicate that you may be an extrovert who likes dealing with people, or you might be someone who likes dealing with ideas or information. And in that case, you would be an introvert. You're much more comfortable by yourself. Similarly, you may like dealing with facts and information with a preference for sensing, or you may want to explore the unknown. That makes you, according to the Myers-Briggs, an intuitive person. The third preference relates to how you make decisions. You either decide objectively or based on how you feel. Lastly, your lifestyle might be planned and organized or flexible and easygoing. And when you put these preferences or types together, you're provided with a four-letter code indicating your primary temperament and personality type. The intent of the of the assessment of the Myers-Briggs assessment is to help people understand their strengths and possible blind spots and how they might differ from others. Our personality is distinctive and it is acquired uh, on top of our temperament, what we were born with, the way we came into the world. Personality may also be defined as traits a person shows consistently at different times and in different situations. A person's unique and distinct personality often suggests their thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. It is your personal identity and it is developed over years. The science of psychology further says that our personality is additionally influenced by our temperament and other factors such as education, socialization, culture, life experiences, and heredity. Heredity is an element of our personality that we don't think about much. Science defines heredity as the passing on of physical or mental characteristics genetically from one generation to another. You may, you may have heard on occasions people say to someone, you act just like your mother or your father, or you look just like your grandmother or your uncle. This is heredity. Heredity is the passing on of the genetic aspect of personality that we receive from our families. As a means to further understand our unique personalities, the DISC model of behavior was first proposed in 1928 by William Marston. Marston was a physiological psychologist studying both how the body and mind function. And in his book, Emotions of Normal People, Marston made a deliberate decision to focus on psychological experiences that were observable and measurable in human behavior. DISC is an acronym that stands for the four main personality profiles described in his model. D is for dominance, I is for influence, S is for steadiness, and C is for conscientiousness. People with dominant personalities tend to be confident and place an emphasis on accomplishing the bottom line results. People with an I personality or influence tend to be more open and place an emphasis on relationships and persuading others. People with an S personality or steadiness 
tend to be dependable, reliable, and place the emphasis on cooperation, collaboration, and sincerity in getting the task done. People with a C, conscientiousness, uh, as their personality, tend to place the emphasis on quality, accuracy, expertise, and competency. Behavior, then, as a third component, is what we do or is influenced by our temperament and personality. We cannot change what we are, but we can change what we do or adapt to different situations where and when it is needed. Our behaviors or what people see on the external, on the outside, is a result of the beliefs, values, motivations, emotions, and the way that we think. And we are all very different based on these key elements of human existence. If people differ in what they perceive and how they reach conclusions, then it's logical to reach the conclusion that people also differ in their interests, reactions, values, motivations, and skill sets. Our perception involves all the ways of becoming aware of things, becoming aware of people or what's happening around us that contributes to our unique personalities. Perception includes the five senses, touch, sight, sound, smell, and taste. The process of perception is a sequence of steps that begins with the environment that includes a stimulus and action in response to the stimulus. It occurs continuously, but we do not spend a great deal of time thinking about the actual process that occurs when you perceive the many stimuli that surround you at any given moment. When you walk into a room and the room is cold, your perception, your most probable action will be to look for a jacket or a sweater. The environment was the room. The cold was the stimulus based on your perception that led you to get the jacket or sweater. Your personality, my personality, has a profound effect on your personal preferences. From your taste in music to the ideal location of your home, places where you want to go, things you want to do. Your unique personality influences nearly every choice you make in your life daily. As we discussed in previous podcasts, the word personality itself stems from the Latin word persona. Persona further means the aspect of someone's character that is presented to or perceived by others. The way a person presents himself or herself to the world, the character traits others see in each of us. This includes patterns of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that make us uniquely who we are. As we think about a such situation, such as a disagreement or being corrected on your job that we may not agree with or perceive it to be uh, or perceive it to be unnecessary the way that we think about that situation impacts our emotions that further impacts our behavior and conduct take a few moments to consider how you said what you said to that person during the disagreement as you consider the situation can you see the person or personality of Christ this doesn't mean that we will always agree with everyone about everything. But the question remains, even in our disagreements, can we see the person of Christ in our personality? Jesus teaches us in the Passion Translation of Luke 6 and 45, people are known in this same way. Out of the virtue or moral excellence stored in their hearts, good and upright people will produce good fruit. But out of the evil hidden in their hearts... Evil ones will produce what is evil, for the overflow is what of what has been stored in a person's heart will be seen by their fruit, their conduct, and will be heard in their words, their speech. 
The New Century Version of Proverbs 27 and 19 tells us, As water reflects your face, so your mind shows what kind of person you are. In other words, our character is reflected in our thoughts. As water gives reflection a reflection of the face, so the heart reflects the true nature of the man or woman. Through looking and reflecting upon the attitudes of our heart, we must, we must come or we come to the truest sense of who we really are. An attitude is defined as a set of emotions, beliefs, and behaviors towards people, things, or events. Attitudes are often the result of experience or upbringing, and they can have a powerful influence over our behavior. So the Bible reminds us in Proverbs 23 and 7 that as a man or woman thinks, that is who we really are. So Paul, as a father of the faith to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, says, examine yourself to see whether you're holding to your faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? In other words, the power of God resides and abides in you in the person of Jesus Christ, unless indeed you fail the test. Is the personality of Christ seen in the reflection of my life, my character? Is it is Christ's character seen is a question that's a part of the test. When we are honest with ourselves, the personality of Christ is not always seen in our behavior. How then do we pass Paul's test as we examine ourselves? And the good news is that it's an open book test. Paul provides us with the answer to passing the test in the Amplified Version of Galatians chapter 5, beginning at the 22nd verse. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of his presence within us, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not simply the ability to wait, but how we act or behave while waiting, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Controlling myself is my responsibility, and it is the fruit of the Spirit that comes to our aid. Conquering self is the most vital element of allowing the person of our personality, the character of Christ, to govern, guide, and direct our lives. Conquering self means conquering the soul, which is the seat of our emotions, our intellect, and our will. Conquering the soul equates naturally to conquering our temperament and personality. Personality, as we defined earlier, may be defined as traits a person shows consistently at different times and in different situations. A person's unique and distinct personality often suggests their thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So when you or I are made angry by circumstance or situation, what does our personality and temperament lead us to do? It may be that we have to allow, and it doesn't mean, because the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. So if our personality or temperament causes us to sin, we need to back up so that we can win again. The Bible says that God is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. Our personality, our temperament resides in our soul, our emotions. If we allow our soul, our emotions, that includes our personality and our temperament to get out of control, then we are, we are an accident looking for an intersection just waiting to happen. Jesus told a religious leader by the name of Nicodemus in John chapter 3, you must be born again. Temperament, as we defined earlier, is the combination 
of the mental, emotional, and physical traits of a person, the way that we were born, that like Jesus said to Nicodemus, it applies to you and I today concerning our temperament and our personality. We must be born again. To be born again describes describes the fact of the fact of gaining faith in Jesus Christ, surrendering and committing and receiving him as Lord of our lives. That develops a direct and personal relationship with God. Romans 10, 9 and 10 declares that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the heart that you believe and are justified just as if we had never sinned. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. To be born again is to be saved or the salvation experience through faith in Jesus Christ. To be saved also means to be rescued or to escape, to escape the temptations that sometimes our unique personalities and temperaments may lead us into. So the scripture says, lead us not into temptation because temptation is all around us. And depending upon our personality and our temperament is the personality of Christ on a page all by himself, where even when we're tempted, and there's no sin in being tempted, but even when we are tempted, will we or do we allow the person in our personality, Jesus Christ, to take the throne of our lives? Once we receive Jesus as Lord of our lives, the person in our personality, now we also experience the fruit of the Spirit, the character of God, the love of God abiding within us. With the character of God, the love of God abiding within, by his presence, the fruit of the spirit, he is the one that aids us, assists us to conquer self and self-control is discipline. Discipline is about shaping our life according to the heart, character and will of God. We don't always get everything right, but as we discipline ourselves and practice God's word in our daily living, even when we do wrong, it will be made right by his righteousness abiding within us. The Bible reminds us that he's faithful and just to forgive us. This is something that God does in us for us, but our actions and choices also matter. So God, uh, so God says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, if we live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit. In the Amplified Version, it says, with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage, our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. To walk by the Spirit is to be led by the Spirit, where Romans 8 and 14 declares, they that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. We all have unique and distinct temperaments and personalities because this is the way that God has made us. However, who we are must be submitted and committed to who he is, that is Christ in us, the hope of glory, so that those around us will be able to see as Colossians 1 and 27 declares, living within you, living within me is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people simply because God wants everyone to know it. And because God wants everyone to know it, he wants everyone to be blessed by the presence of Jesus Christ, the person in our personality. Because we're living in a day and age of unprecedented times. But my hope is not in CNN. My hope is not on 
is not an MSNBC, the news, the nightly newscast. My hope is rooted in God's word, which is a confident, favorable expectation of what God has promised. And the strength of my hope is in his faithfulness. As we peel back the outer layers of our human natural personality, understanding how we think, feel, and behave, after we peel back the outer layer of who we are, we ought to see Christ, ensuring that the personality of Christ is on a page all by himself, where Jesus sits on the throne of our lives, displaying his character and his personality having the preeminence, governing our lives in all things and at all times, providing a treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people, simply because God wants everyone to know it and experience the presence of Christ within. No matter your age or occupation, it seems like we will always be confronted with unexpected challenges or tests in life. Therefore, the Apostle Paul says, examine yourself. See whether you're holding to your faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ is in you unless indeed you fail to meet the test? When we recognize and realize that Christ is in us, no weapon that's formed against us will ever be able to prosper. No matter the test that we face or encounter, Jesus as the person in our personality says to us today, as he said to the Apostle Paul, no matter the challenge, no matter what the test may be, remember, it's an open book test. And the answer is Galatians chapter 5, where we experience the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance, which is self-control, where we learn to control ourselves by disciplining ourselves by the fruit of the Spirit and by walking in the Spirit. And here is a bonus answer for us today, words for us to live and lead by. From 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, where God says, My grace is sufficient for you. Because Jesus, as the person in our personality, rules and reigns by his sovereign authority.